0: Welcome to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host, and we have a great guest, one of our favorite people, Christine Lynn from Hall & Hunter Realtors, because the bottom line is if you want to know what's going on in a community, ask a realtor. So we're going to jump right in. First, a little bit about you. You're at Hall & Hunter. What's your specialty? How long have you been in business?
1: Chuck, thank you so much for having me on. I always enjoy our very intellectual discourses back and forth. I think the community um, has... Can learn a lot from us as we talk about the different topics Um, i'm passionate about uh, real estate predominantly residential real estate although i do do some commercial and i certainly um, keep tabs on what's happening in our local commercial market i've been in the business over 10 years quickly became one of the uh, top producers in the area I would say that I'm more than passionate about real estate. I'm obsessed with real estate and our community. Lifetime community member, product of uh, Birmingham Public Schools and the University of Michigan.
0: Oh well, so you're having a great year this year with the U of, with U of M. Uh, I um I gotta say I went to a college that's so elite. Uh, we we really don't have a football program, <laughs>
1: Michigan
0: State. So. Uh, Woo! next year. All right, so now I'm just going to throw the throw the quick one at you. What's going on in the local real estate market?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure you've uh, read the headlines and are aware of, you know, economically. Um, the residential market has really cooled off a bit. Um, we can talk about why, lots of reasons why. Probably, you know, leading the discussion would be uh, the mortgage rates and just really lack of confidence kind of in Um, the economy. And we've become global citizens. So what's happening in the world is now impacting the way we feel in terms of our um, financial confidence. And so uh, we've definitely seen a cooling off in residential. Yet, despite the cooling off, home prices remain very strong, historically speaking.
0: Well, now here's a, you know, I don't pay attention to this, uh, you do, uh, is that uh, you're talking about housing affordability, among other things. Uh, Birmingham, uh, I I don't know how, you know, you can't, obviously can't just stay in Birmingham itself. It's not that big, but uh, Birmingham is tearing down all the the old little houses and building big new ones. That's got to affect affordability somehow.
1: Yeah, great point. So, you know, there's definitely, even within just Birmingham, you know, take that zip code alone. Um, there are sub markets okay so there's a market of older homes, original conditions, smaller footprints and those sell at a per you know certain price per square foot and then there's the new construction you know the new construction can literally sell for four times as much per square foot insatiable demand for new updated higher ceilings like um definitely uh, green type features. When I say green, I mean, LED lighting throughout and, you know, higher levels of insulation and people uh, are willing to pay for that. And so, you know, kudos to the builders that are building what, you know, the marketplace really wants. Um, but So you can't really compare those two markets. They're completely different pools of buyers and they're really different price points. And yet they happily coexist in Birmingham, Michigan.
0: Well, Birmingham has always kind of had a, a, a diversity of housing. I mean, on one hand, you have the the smaller, uh, they almost look like little up north homes, sort of south of Lincoln. Uh, and then you have the big stuff uh, around and and pi- different, a lot of the post-war bungalows, lots of those, uh, like down around Villa where my daughter used to live. But it seems like every time one of those comes on the market now, they get, you know, kind of blown down in something bigger. Now, you know, I think in, in some sense this is really great for the city because you know the upward spiral is much better than the you know the the, the other one. But uh, where do people get starter homes? Or is it is it like you want a starter home? You buy in Royal
1: Oak? Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, professionally speaking, you've got to figure out what your budget is and what you can afford, and then we'll back into how much house and what kind of house you can afford. You know given your budget um and and like i just said you know these homes original condition post-war coexist right alongside of a side of the newer construction and you know construction really everywhere in between i mean construction has been happening continuously in the birmingham area you could have a 1929 home next to a 1980 home next to a home built in in you know 2022 So, really, uh, it's great for the buyer. They have great uh, options and selection. The fascinating thing is for for today's show, I pulled the data on all of Oakland County. The average price per home in all of Oakland County is $350,000. Now, that surprises most people. Most people would say it's $500,000. How could it only be? Three hundred and fifty thousand. Have you looked at listings lately? Have you seen how much my neighbor's house went for? Um, but the truth of the matter is, we really do have in Oakland County that very diverse nature of very smaller older homes, along with the very larger newer homes combined for an average of three hundred fifty thousand.
0: Well, it's a big county. I mean, it's a very big county. It's like nine, like nine hundred something square miles. It's, uh, in fact, Oakland is the biggest county in the state of Michigan, south of the bridge. So you've got not just Birmingham, not just the Woodward Corridor and Troy, you know, you you got South Lyon, you know, you've got Pontiac, uh, you've got uh, Howell, I mean, not Howell, you you know, you've got uh, some seriously rural areas. So I'm not surprised at all about that. What I find is interesting is that this run up in in housing prices, I mean, uh, you know, 10 years ago, you couldn't give these things away anywhere because of Great Recession. Is the overhang from the Great Recession basically gone?
1: You know, great point. Let's just talk about basic economics. Economics 101, supply and demand.
0: You're talking my language.
1: Right. We all know that there's no supply, no inventory of homes on market right now, you know, which should be driving up, you know, prices. And it has, to some extent... Um, home prices that you know, I just quoted you the three hundred and fifty thousand. That's up seven percent from a year ago. So there has been a seven percent increase in home values, um, you know, in response to the supply and demand issue. But when we talk about affordability, housing affordability, the mortgage rates have killed affordability. People are paying much, much more. You compound slight uptick in pricing within a dramatic increase in what they're going to pay if they carry a mortgage. And statistically speaking, you know, over 90% of home purchasers use some form of a mortgage, even if they, you know, have an 80% down payment, they're still mortgaging something. So um, yeah, the affordability factor is out of control. You know, that increase in what it will cost you to own a home is much more than the 7% increase we're seeing in the actual home prices.
0: Now, as far as the mortgage rates, and once again, it wasn't that long ago that they were giving money away. I mean, they were, you know, <laughs> almost paying you to take it. What about, uh, uh, you know, uh, historically, it doesn't seem that high. I mean, I remember, you know, rates being you know almost, almost double digit.
1: Yeah, you've got it. Exactly. You know your numbers. So historically, if you go back uh, 50 years, you're going to see that the average is 7%, which is, you know, uh, uh, surprising to some. Some people who are just used to a 3% kind of mortgage environment are shocked to hear that, you know, um, going back in time, 7% is a statistical average. Um, So you know, today we're sitting kind of at market average. It doesn't feel like market average, but uh, the data shows that it really is.
0: Well, you know, when you're in the summer, it's nice, but you you know, have to remember it's going to one, one way or another, it's going to be January uh, at some point. Uh, what about you know, what's interesting is that, uh, you know, the last time we had a lot of inflation and tried to ring it out, we had like 21 percent CDs and I think was it the prime, like 14 percent, stuff like that, uh, which, of course, killed detroit for a while uh now the you know a lot of this uh you know we're still i I still think we're kind of in an unbalanced situation with all the covid money and all that kind of trying to work its way out um but seven percent is the historical average really i believe you it's just okay i'm i'm just good bill good i'm glad somebody comes on this i'm glad i'm glad you know your stuff um so historically it's it's still not that high
1: right historically it's really not although home prices are historically high um you know the you know the rampant inflation from you know 2022 caused you know this hike in rates they did just this weekend tick down we've dipped down beneath seven percent for the first time in a long time at 6.95 percent you'll see that advertised and published if you you know you look today. I think people, you know, when I'm working with home buyers, they're asking me, well, when is it going to, how long will I have to wait before it's back down at three? I heard it, uh, you know, they're going to bring rates down next year. Okay, they might bring them down, but, you know, maybe the low sixes, you know, I, uh, and I, I'm not a, a mortgage broker, um, not licensed. I'm just, my gut feeling is, low sixes is what i'm preparing my clients for as they're figuring out affordability. I'm not preparing them to see 3% rates.
0: Well, i'm year. not an economist though i play one on tv sometimes.
1: Hey.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, hey, hey, look anyone can be an economist. Jeez, you just just have to say you are. Uh but uh, uh was it? What's his name? Uh in the New York Times a Friedman he's been been wrong for 30 years. Uh so but the deal is is that with um uh, I know that the Fed, they've been walking back that comment from last week about, yeah, yeah, we're done. We, uh, we're going to start lowering it. Uh, the stock market went bananas and they're going, whoops, wait a minute. Now, th- wait a minute. You, you shouldn't really be listening to us. Uh, so, but you mentioned also low housing inventory. Yes. So is that, is that really the culprit? I mean, um, why, you know, why, is it just we're not building new homes or is it just we had this gap where uh, the Great Recession happened? We had a ton of stuff on the market. So why build new? And now that, uh, you know, bulge or skinny snake is kind of working its way through.
1: Yeah, you know, I attributed, honestly, Chuck, more to the fact that at the end of the low rates that we came <laughs> out of, um, the a government published that. of Americans holding mortgages were holding mortgages beneath 4%. So 80% of America took advantage of that low rate culture. And they don't want to give that up and trade that in for something in the sevens and as high as the eights here recently. Um, So, and then, you know, politically we have become a a global society. Um, There's a lot of things going on that, cause people uncertainty. And the number one thing you need when you're doing a real estate transaction is confidence, right? You're going to confidently sell. You're going to boldly ask for a strong price. You're going to negotiate the best deal you can for a mortgage rate moving forward in the house you're purchasing. You're going to negotiate hard on that one. All of those require confidence. And I think we lack that confidence right now. People are feeling very uncertain and vulnerable and they're clinging to what they have, which is great, which is a low rate.
0: Well, you know, if I had a 3% rate uh, and I could go with the house I have now, uh, I would stay, uh, you know, maybe add on or do that. But I wouldn't be eager to up that uh, up that either. Uh, uh, you know, that, that, doesn't, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. So if the rates are not going to go back down to the bonanza years of three or maybe like two nine and you know that's going to happen eventually you're going to be like like we were with uh, uh, a bad situation we had two little girls in only one bathroom upstairs we knew they'd kill each other we, we had we did a bigger home and so we did what about uh isn't that eventually going to happen
1: um So people always need to move, to your point, the people that um, must move will move. And um, really, you know, COVID changed a lot of housing requirements. There are people now that, you know, they want a home gym and they need an extra space for home office. Um, The beautiful thing about the mortgage rates is I try to like tell my clients, don't let them scare you terribly because eventually they will adjust back down and you, like everyone else in the world, will refi at that point. Right. You'll do a revision to your mortgage. You'll bring your payment down. Um, And in light of how low unemployment is and how strong wages are right now, um, it's a fair trade off, you know, for quality of daily life. Right. Um, So there are people are definitely willing um, and really need to make that change. Uh, We're probably seeing a little less physical relocation now as there are all sorts of hybrid and remote, you know, jobs available. But I think more than ever, um, people are spending more time in their home. And I think the the data really proves that to be true. And so, um, frankly, it's just worth it for people that are going to spend so much time in their home to have kind of the amenities that they need. And those are the people that are confident and are in the market. Um, and, you know, just as I talk about data, I don't want you to think that no one's in the market. I have I have piles of files of clients that I'm, you know, we're waiting for the right property to come on market. And at that point, they're going to buy. But they may not buy the super fixer upper that they would have before because, you know, they're heading into it with higher overall costs. So... Turnkey is the answer. It is the secret to the real estate market right now. Today's market.
0: Turnkey, turnkey is king. Well, around here, schedule is king too. We're going to be taking a quick break and then we'll come right back with Christine Lynn, Hall and Hunter Realtors. Uh, like I said, if you want to know what's going on in the community, talk to a Realtor. I'm Chuck Moss. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on Ion Oakland. Welcome back to Ion Oakland. I'm Chuck Moss, your host. We're talking with Christine Lynn, Holland Hunter Realtors, and uh, sort of uh, you see a lot of stuff that goes on. You don't understand why it happens. The people who understand kind of why it happens and how it's happening are the realtors. Now, I'm going to ask you we were talking about uh, the reason why housing is expensive. Part of it is the uh, historically normal. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, they seem like higher interest rates, mortgage rates, and, of course, a uh, lack of housing inventory or a lot of it. Now, I'm going to ask a quick question. Um, this has to be affecting rents. Uh, for a while, people were renting. Uh, what's going on with renting?
1: Yeah, great question. So, well, it ought to be because
0: these are your questions, actually. So,
1: first of all, the average age at which um, the home buyer purchases their first home is increasing, meaning people are staying as renters later into you know their young adulthood before they make that first purchase. So you've got uh, increased demand and increased pressure on the, the rent market. And um, as you can imagine, supply and demand, when there are more renters trying to rent fewer available or, or you know, a stable number of available units, Rent prices are going to increase, and that's exactly what we've seen in Oakland County. Our average is one thousand four hundred and twelve dollars a month, which is you know four hundred more than the state of Michigan. So obviously, Oakland County draws a premium rent price. Rent prices are always based on per square foot. You know, in general, obviously you're going to take into account extra features like location and and um, amenities. So. Uh, quite frankly, most, uh, people who are renting are probably paying a little more than if they took advantage of home ownership at, at today's current rates, which, you know, in the first segment of today's show, we talked about, you know, how they're higher than they've been, but even so rents are higher yet. And that's because, you know, the owner of the property, uh, you know, they have to make a profit. They have to allow for maintenance updates and repairs. They're covering their same interest and holding costs and they're covering insurance costs. And so inherent in the nature of rent is something called profit. So you are typically going to pay more when you rent than if you owned a home.
0: Well, if you own the home, you're, you're your own landlord. Uh, Of course, it means you have to fix up yourself, but That is good. Now, um, I don't know if this, I keep hearing like little rumors that at the state level um, the current legislature uh, decided they want to get into rent control and other things. Haven't we just figured out over the years all across the country that rent control is an absolute killer. It's awful. Uh, Destroys, uh, destroys communities.
1: Yeah. um, That's, that's a whole subject matter for another day. I have a son Uh. who's an engineer who lives in Germany and he, lives in a rent controlled apartment and it's fascinating to me it's certainly not capitalism as i i question you know well how does the owner cover his expenses if everything is rent controlled and as we all know everywhere globally the costs of you know heating fuel there's a huge shortage over there so it doesn't make economic sense to me i can't quite figure out ultimately who who's covering these costs and 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 how it works out um, but that would be a great topic for another day.
0: Okay. Well, another uh, you and I both share the uh that it it doesn't it doesn't work. It's not good. Now uh but uh we're talking you know, we're we rents. If people are if the renting is getting worse, are people being essentially forced, uh although to do something good by the pressure uh to like bite the bullet and buy homes? It you know, now's a good time.
1: Absolutely. Um, I have worked with so many first-time home buyers over the last five years, just as rents have risen over the last few years. Um, at the same time, technology, instant technology has become available. So anywhere on the internet you can go, you can do a quick mortgage calculator. If I bought a home at this much, you know, uh, at, at today's current rate, what would I pay monthly? And Uh, access to information has empowered people to see the answer and they realize, wow, I would be spending less in, in my monthly expense if I were to purchase rather than rent. And so it has driven a lot of renters into the housing, the first time, you know, entry level housing market. Absolutely.
0: Well, I, I, I think that's a good thing because the more homeowners you have in the community, uh, the more people you have invested in the community itself and, uh, you know, I mean, I, rent is as good, renters are good people, but you get a homeowner, you get a citizen, which is not a bad, not a bad thing at all. Absolutely.
1: Um, and you okay. get long term asset appreciation, meaning the price you pay for that home historically, if we look, will, will be of a higher value. So it's kind of like a built in uh, savings investment plan for people as well as lower monthly expense. For sure.
0: Plus you get a house. I, I like, I like my house. Uh, and yeah. if you have houses, you can have a backyard. And if you have a backyard, you can have a dog and then you can have a kid. So that's, uh, yeah, it. everybody wins. Uh, and maybe a grandkid too.
1: There so you go. <laughs> now, that's cool. I, yeah. I, I want to interrupt and just tell you some of the most exciting features when people transition from rent to own is the freedom to park where they want to park and have pets and, you know, like have parties and not be disturbing um, somebody who has a shared wall to them and not being limited with rules and bylaws. It's very exciting, um, the freedom that you have when you do make that transition. It's one of my favorite things to witness uh, as I work with first-time homebuyers.
0: You know, when we bought our first house, which is actually just a few blocks away from where we're living now, but uh, you know what was the, what really hit, hit us, we can put pictures on the wall wherever we want to. Now we have to, you know, make sure we're not drilling holes or whatever. We can put pictures up wherever we want to. It's our house. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yes, it yeah. is.
1: Uh, it's truly the American dream, and uh, yeah, it is. It's a, a, an exciting, freeing time. So
0: now let's let's. Um, uh, kind of switch gears. I know that you know about it. It's not necessarily your area of expertise, but it's important. Office commercial, office commercial. And this has been my, I've been drumming uh, the, the drum on this one for a while. How is office commercial doing both uh, generally in the area and also in Birmingham?
1: Yeah. Great questions. So as we've seen housing prices hold steady and increase, We've seen commercial prices decrease. So I, I took a look at the data for today for you know Oakland County for the last year, and we're down 27.5% on the prices. And now those are for sales, not for leases. If we look at commercial leases, lease prices are down 18%. So a significant decrease, not as significant as the 20.5%. Uh, twenty seven and a half percent. Um, Oakland County Michigan, that's those are our year-to-date you know statistics which I think we all feel as we see people transitioning to hybrid and work from home um, companies no longer really can utilize all the office space that they once owned or leased and so, They're scaling back. If they had held three buildings, maybe they're only going to keep one and they're going to sell two. And with, you know, the flood of inventory on the market, both for sale and for lease and commercial, you know, we've we've seen the the prices uh, come down and the sales and uh, occupancy rates as well all come down.
0: Now, when we're talking uh, commercial slash, we're basically talking office. We're not talking retail or are we? Or, you know, I mean, I, because I, I want to talk to yes. different animals.
1: Yeah, the data that I pulled was uh, both. It was all the different, you know, whether it's warehouse, whether it's office or retail, um, those numbers I just quoted were combined between all the forms of commercial.
0: Are you, you know, uh, I'm just wondering if, if the, um, you know, like I said, I, I've been kind of watching this office thing. Now we had a a guest who was a a Birmingham city commissioner on it. And he says that Birmingham office actually has bucked the trend and gone to 90% occupancy, which, you know, wow. (laughs) And that's good. That's good. But, you know, that's not what I was uh, expecting.
1: Yeah. I also heard a presentation from the principal shopping district for Birmingham talk about how their occupancy rates are incredibly high. Um, So uh, I heard the same data that you heard, you know, the data that we pull for Oakland County that combines all forms of commercial doesn't, you know, isn't as positive as downtown Birmingham, but I think downtown Birmingham has had a great strategic plan and they've been implementing their plan well. And I think that Numbers like that prove that, you know, um, the decisions and the changes they've made are really helping them stand out in compared, you know, in comparison to uh, other areas and the county, you know, trends in general.
0: It's great that Birmingham is doing great, uh, but uh, that means that uh, averages, that other places are not. What, what are we going to do with some of these places, uh, like say, um like like at 13 Mile and Telegraph, say, or some of the bigger office buildings in Southfield or Troy, what's going to happen
1: to them? Yeah, great question. I mean, I've always felt like we have an entrepreneurial spirit here in Michigan, especially in the Detroit area, and we need to, you know, transition those buildings into mixed use. And, you know, in our earlier segment, we were talking about, you know, there's a shortage of residential lease units available, right? A lot of pressure on the leasing market and um, to be able to transition um, these spaces into multi-use where we do have some residential, um, you know, typically the upper floors are residential and then the second floor will be office. The first floor will be retail. Um, I think the trends for dining out are pretty strong. I think we could you know, uh, do well to retail slash, you know, eatery type places on the first floor. And I think that that will just happen naturally Um, because I do believe we've got a lot of smart people here that are watching the trends and they're seeing where the needs are. And we basically need to just kind of shift our thinking on commercial and really think about space in general. We have this space. What is the greatest demand for space right now in our county?
0: Believe it or not, one thing I've heard is, is warehouse, is that these places are great for, for for warehouse, and there's always a need for that. But it's sort of like hearing that we're, you know, we're having problems with horses, you know, and the horse is this, and the difference, and we're having trouble getting uh, livery stables, and we're having trouble getting, you know, people who are, are blacksmiths. And there's this thing called the internal, compi- people are building things called cars. Maybe we should be looking into that. So it's good to know that uh, you know our, our, the entrepreneurial spirit is, is doing well. Christine Lynn of Hall & Hunter Realtors, thanks for coming in and kind of giving us the, uh, the story behind the story. Like I've said before, if you want to know what's going on in your community, ask a realtor. Thanks for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Always interesting and exciting. I feel like we covered a diverse spectrum of topics. Um, I'm eager to help any of your uh, viewers and answer their questions as well.
0: Well, you know, that's why we're glad to have you on. Christine Hall and Hunter Realtors. All right. I'm Chuck Moss. It's been a good show today, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. And uh, we'll be, once again, right here on Ion Oakland.